Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next guest is David Hayward. He's also known as the Naked Pastor. Yes, the Naked Pastor. I know, how, how does that not get your attention? And uh, you're probably going to want to be careful if you search that online. And that's a, uh, a fun kind of uh, uh, warning from, from David, actually. David and I had a great chat about uh, comics and graffiti. We talked about truth and spiritual freedom and independence. We talked about challenging the status quo and and, and people who struggle under the burden of structure, but a particular kind of structure. And I think I think David would say it's oppressive uh, structure. It's it's uh, he's he's an interesting guy. I mean, he's got a master's degree in theological studies uh, from the U.S. He's he's uh, the religious studies and ministry from McGill. He was a pastor for thirty years, and he left what he calls the ministry in two thousand and ten. And since then, he's been hosting a community online called the Lasting Supper. He does a cartoon every day. You need to check him out. Um, and I'm pretty sure the naked, uh, just sorry, nakedpastorstore.com is a good place to start. There's lots of links there. You can email him. And he's got this community online that is uh, to to uh, support people who have this desire for connecting with all things um, good and beautiful and true. And he's provided this uh, new way to do that outside of what he would call, I think he would call it a safe alternative to the church. So listen in, a fascinating interview. David's a lot of fun. He's got a great thing going on and you got to check out some of his comics. They're hysterical, they're bang on, and sometimes they're just a little too close to the mark, it seems to me. Uh, Don't forget uh, davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking. You can get a copy of Real Changes Incremental there if you so desire. Also, if you'd like to get behind Face to Face Live and support us here, you can do that on Patreon. Uh, We do have a few monthly donors, not too many, but but we'd love to see you uh, on board there. And if you can't do that, I, I totally understand. I would love it if you could go to iTunes and leave us a review. I've got a goal to get about 100 reviews on iTunes 
iTunes in 2020, and a whole new approach uh, for face-to-face coming up this year, which I'm kind of excited about, and you're going to hear more about as we get deeper into the year. Uh, If you want to advertise with us, you can do that. We have a newsletter that's about 1,500 strong. We've got thousands of unique uh, visitors coming to our website, like like in the couple hundred thousand, by the way, uh, coming to the website every month. And uh, you can get shout-outs in, 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 uh, in, embedded in podcasts. We can host special podcasts for you. There's all kinds of ways to connect and to advertise with us. So reach out if you're interested in doing that. You can do that through face-to-facelive.ca. And uh, also, don't forget rabble.ca as well. Uh, I'm hosted on that platform and a whole lot of other podcasters and writers and journalists and people making a difference there, rabble.ca. And uh, don't touch that dial. David Hayward, the Naked Pastor, coming right up. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. We have David Hayward here with us. I've been really looking forward to actually saying this online and out loud. We have the Naked Pastor here with us today. <laughs> David, thanks for thanks for joining us here today on Face to Face. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So a quick shout out before we go any further, Naked Pastor, as it sounds, P-A-S-T-O-R dot com. Right. That'll get you to comics and I can buy mugs and t-shirts and stuff there too. Yeah, I'm, I'm an artist, so I create all kinds of images. So, yeah. So, so it seems to me, so let's get, so you're an artist, you're mm-hmm. a, a former pastor, maybe a recovering pastor, somebody who's maybe making the church a safer place to be, or maybe to not be. I'm not quite sure. I've, I've certainly spent some time on your site. Can you tell us a little bit more about that before we, you know, I mean, I guess we're diving in and yeah. uh, before the end of the, uh, the, the conversation, I'm going to do my best to have at least ordered a mug just so you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I had been a pastor for, um, a good 30 years and I finally left the ministry, um, in 2010. From there, I went and taught at a university for a bit. And then I decided to just leap into being, um, an entrepreneur and, um, try to make a living off of my art and writing and so on. And so I've been doing that since 2012. I, I facilitate an online community called The Lasting Supper. I draw cartoons and post them every day. I draw graphic art and um, uh, and write books and create courses, mostly to help people who, like me, um, couldn't stay in the church anymore and um trying to figure out how to move on in their lives uh, without the church, uh, with their beliefs changing or disappearing. And um, so that's that's what I do. I'm busy uh, with that all day, every day, just helping people transition into so, normal so, life. Yeah, tell me a bit about that. So so, so then being a churchgoer is an abnormal life? Is, is that what I'm hearing? Or is it a well, particular kind of churchgoer? Yeah, or, or, it, or does the church even mean you go to church? I mean, there's so many questions there. Right? Well, right, right, yeah. So mainly, who I'm who I'm dealing with are people who were super committed to church, maybe super believers, and maybe um, probably on the right wing of things, maybe very evangelical, conservative, perhaps, and um, their whole lives were wrapped up in uh, church and uh, the Christian faith. And so when people start what I call deconstructing, when they start, when their beliefs start crumbling 
um, when their relationship with the church starts to falter. Uh, this can be a very traumatic experience for many of these people. For some people, some people wonder why, what, what's the big deal? But if your whole life has been wrapped up in these belief systems and um, church, belonging to a church community, it, it is a very traumatic thing. And it takes, you know, a lot of work, uh, a lot of time, and maybe even therapy for some of these people to um, become uh, feeling healthy again. David, it almost sounds like you're talking about a form of abuse in, in, in a way. I, I mean, I grew up in a, a church environment, pretty conservative, and in, in Sunday morning, Sunday evening, there was a prayer meeting on Tuesdays. There was a meeting often on Wednesdays. There was a mm -hmm. study that my father would go to Thursdays. There'd be a young people's group on a Friday, a boys <laughs> club and a girls club on the Thursday night. So, so I, I know hear what you're it. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I look at your bio. So you've, you've got a, you've got an MA, a master's in theological studies, you, mm -hmm. you, you a diploma in religious studies. You were a pastor for 30 years for, for crying out loud. You were kind of embedded. <laughs> Yeah, to say yeah, I was totally in. I was totally in. Yeah, totally, hundred percent committed. Yeah. You, you, had, you hadn't just drunk the Kool Aid. You were coming up with new flavors. No, no, yeah, and I was serving it. Yeah, so. you were serving it. It's a pretty <laughs> horrible, horrible image. You know, yeah, it is a horrible image, but it's it's true. It. It's almost yeah. for for maybe people like you and people like me and many people I I talk with um, mm. every day. It's almost like um, cult. You know, right, surviving right. a cult. Yeah, it's like kind of intensity. How did you How did you come to that? Like, was it was it one thing? I mean, rarely is it an either or thing. It seems to me when we talk about relationships and our understanding of the world and other human beings and so on. Was you know, it's you know, Gladwell's tipping point and all. What 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 was mm -hmm. the buildup? What was the the? How did it culminate for you to say, you know what, I'm done with this and I'm mm -hmm. going to pursue this other thing where I'm, I'm going to help recovering. Um, I wanted to say recovering alcoholics, but that's not what, that's not what I mean at all. But, but, but I think religious maybe. Yeah, yeah. The point is taken, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, it was more like a glacial melt. Um, mm. And it began way back in seminary and, you know, BC days before children, uh, Lisa and I were just married and um, went to seminary and, started studying and getting curious and reading books. And um, it, for me, it was kind of like the Jenga tower, the blocks, uh, right, the right, thing that yeah, held it all together for me was the belief that um, the Bible was inspired word for word. And it's called the uh, verbal inspiration and um, the, that it was uh, completely without error. Uh, I used to believe that, but then uh, in seminary that started to crumble and that's when the tower started to rock and um, sway. And eventually it just one by one, the blocks fell. So for me, that's when my, what I call my deconstruction, when my beliefs okay. started yep. to uh, erode until uh, it got to the point, And this is like, I'm talking 30 years later. Um, it, I just finally realized I could no longer abide by uh, the church's demands or expectations of me as a, as a person, but also as a, as a pastor. And, and so it took, it took a long time. It was a long struggle. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was a theological wrestling match for mm -hmm. my whole uh, pastoral career. 
um, and until I realized, you know, I, I just can't do this anymore. And I was 52 years old when I walked away. Wow. And, I, I, you know, it, it, it's all in good time. Um, I'm happy I did. Uh, I'm happy I did it when I did. And, you know, I've never been happier. And, you know, I, I, I did what I could while I was there and felt I did good work. But I, I, I just came to the place where I felt I no longer, well, actually, uh, me and the leadership team came to the agreement at the last church I was at that we were no longer theologically compatible. That right. was the way we put it. And, and, and what does that mean? Well, it just means that I, I, you know, I, I, I thought I was in a very spacious place. Uh, the church was a great community. Um, by spacious, uh, it was you, a, a vineyard David, church. Do you mean by spacious? Do you mean, um, um, open, generous, open. liberal, yeah, more progressive. Willing, willing, willing to, more progressive. Okay, got yeah, it. more progressive, and uh, you know, it. I felt it was allowed me the space to be curious theologically and to explore. <clears throat> um, but I realized uh, I found the um, invisible line and crossed it, and 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 that's when I started to really question the deep foundational. Uh, you know, cornerstone beliefs of Christian faith. So uh, that that's when I realized that uh, even though I thought I was okay, um, the congregation was uncomfortable with where I was at and preferred something a little more orthodox. You talk, you talk about a, a, a safe alternative to church. And I think that's why you've created this online community called the lasting supper. Right. What does that mean? I mean, so so you've deconstructed obviously to a point. You're a mm-hmm. postmodern of a sort. Mm-hmm. I always kind of, you know, I studied. I've spent years studying philosophy, and I've never really. I don't. I don't think anyone's really a true postmodern. I mean, I don't know that that's even really possible if you, you know, follow through, follow right. it through to its almost illogical definition. If that makes any sense at all, um, I think I was trying to be funny there too. By the way, <laughs> um, <and laughs> clearly it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, but can you, t- can you, like, how far did you go with that, that Jenga tower? How, how, how far did it crumble? Was there, were there, were there any blocks left? Did you have to repaint them before you started building them again? Like, let's, how far can we extend the metaphor? Right. But more importantly, what, what did it mean for you? I mean, is it, is it, you know, was it, was it, you know, so, so you've talked about that, that, that voice and that inerrant approach uh-huh. to understanding scripture and, and so on. Right. And you've talked about being spacious and I'm, I would imagine you're going to talk about the, the, the opposite of that too, right. but would love to hear more about what did anything remain untouched might be the question. Yeah. Um, everything was affected for mm-hmm. sure. <clears throat> so it, it, it happened and really it, 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 it was about the year 2009 or the year before I quit. Uh, where I was in absolute the- what I'll call theological angst. Like I, I was ready to throw in the towel. I was, I had tried for so many years to reconcile and integrate all these things that I thought I believed and right. um, nothing was working. And I was just ready to literally give up. And as it happens, I, <clears throat> I had this dream one night and I woke up and, and the dream was just simply a, a waterfall 
and I was at the bottom of the waterfall. And in the dream, I understood that this was a picture of reality, a symbol of reality, uh, like a metaphor. And I, at the waterfall, um, I could I couldn't see over the rim, and I understood mm. in the dream that that was the invisible source, the infinite source. And uh, Christians call that God. Um, you know, um, uh, others might call it Jehovah. Others might call it uh, Allah. Others might call it the undiscovered, um, and and so on. But it was we can't see it, but it it kind of reveals itself as it comes over the edge with these waterfalls. And I understood in the dream that this, a Christian saw that as the incarnation of Christ or others might see it as their scriptures or the Buddha or Muhammad or uh, whatever. And then um, when it hits the earth and spreads out across the earth, Christians would see that as spirit. Others might see that as the community. Others might see that as the temple, as the synagogue, as the people of God, as the, uh, or as the application of um, what's been discovered for mm. the benefit of the human race. So essentially, in a nutshell, I woke up and, and literally felt this complete peace of mind that I'd been seeking all these years because I saw in the dream that there's one reality we're all experiencing the same reality, but we're all interpreting it through our own lens and are uh, uh, appropriating it, um, apprehending it through our own worldviews and paradigms and mindsets. And then with our own languages, trying to articulate this one reality, even though mine might sound different than a Buddhist or a Jew ish person or a atheist or a Hindu or whatever. Um, we're basically trying to describe this one reality that we're all experiencing in different ways. So I, I just had a sudden peace of mind that we're all deeply connected on a deep and fundamental essential level that we're all one. Um, it's the, it's the thoughts and languages that seem to separate us. Now, I know, I know this all sounds really trite and maybe for some people cheesy, but for me, it really, really brought uh, this incredible peace of mind that I'd been seeking all my life and it's never left. And I, I, th I feel it's really genuine. It's not, it, it's not me giving up or throwing in the towel or, you know, um, coalescing or anything like that. It was a real integration of everything that I'd been struggling with all those years. Well, and what's so fascinating to me about that is, uh -huh. first of all, I mean, to me, you sound, you still sound very spiritual. You, you sound almost hyper-religious in some respects, you know, <laughs> the, the, but, but, but in a way that's, that's, I think you already used the word comprehensive, but in a way that's holistic, that's, that's deeply relational. Um, how about we use the word inclusive as well? And maybe, uh -huh. maybe, maybe spacious is, you know, uh, uh, the word you used earlier. I, I just do, I mean, obviously you're criticized for this. I would think you're welcomed mm -hmm. within your community, within the lasting separate community and so on. H have you been kind of attacked for this? I mean, you would have been thrown out of the church eventually, wouldn't you? If you hadn't left? Well, yeah, I, I had, um, I was starting to express these thoughts mm. in my blog, Naked Pastor, and I was getting letters and calls from other uh, pastors, right. uh, even the um, head of our denomination was 
calling up and suggesting I run everything through them first. <laughs> and so I knew, I knew my days were numbered. Right. And, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, when I, and, and my own congregation at the time, they never read my blog. They weren't interested. They were like, you know, we have to listen to you every week. Why would we want to read your blog too? <laughs> and, um, but other people in other churches were reading it and, and, uh, informing my congregation of the trouble I was apparently in. And <clears throat> so, you know, on the one hand, yeah, I, I get, I do get attacked by all the time. Like, for, so for example, the lasting supper, the online community that I facilitate, um, it's anywhere from atheists to believers and all of mm. us are in there together, uh, are right across the spectrum. Our mutual value uh, is that we respect one another and entrust each other journey to themselves. I trust you with your journey. You entrust me with mine. And um, so we have this fantastic community of a very diverse uh, spectrum of people right across from, like I said, atheist to believer and everything in between. Um, and I have no problem identifying with any one of those groups. I mean, I, I like, like, like I suggested earlier, we, we are one on a deep level. These are just thoughts and languages that seem to, um, tribalize us. Hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, where I find most of my, um, edification, let's say, or, uh, stimulation mentally, now is from philosophers and so on that are looking for, you know, and, and quantum physicists and, and scientists and so on that are looking for the, the unified theory, you know what I'm saying? Right, looking and, for, and the, so looking for I, those connections. Yeah, I'm very much, uh, I identify with those efforts. And how, 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 big, how big would that community be, David? Uh, well, it, uh, they, Changes, I would imagine? Yeah, it fluctuates, but I... I it's around 220 people um, online, um, and I, I like it around that size. I don't like it to get too big because I do like it to feel like a community. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of small, but it's uh, very vibrant and keeps me busy so yeah i would i would think so tell me how that plays out is that so do you do you meet like through sort of like a, a zoom like platform or a facebook live like platform is that what you do is it more email based obviously you're sharing your cartoons with these folks and blogs but it's got to be more than that uh no i i i write a weekly letter but we have a um a, week, a, a weekly letter and there's i deal with individuals one-on-one -on -one and and chat back and forth but mm -hmm. where the most the action happens is in a private um, oh, okay. Facebook group, and um, like like it used to be on a, um, a forum. Uh, I I I didn't like the platform, so we switched to uh, Facebook, a private uh, anonymous Facebook group, and it took off, and it's very active and alive, and <clears throat> so there's a lot of that's where all the interaction takes place. And once in a while, I'll I'll do a, a Zoom meeting or something, but mm. generally. Uh, most of the people are uh, not interested in me being a leader or any kind of a guru or anything like that. It's more uh, of, a, of a place where they feel free to um, rant or uh, express where they're at or share their struggle and just be heard and supported. We avoid correction or 
advice giving or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. a place where people can, um, like our, 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 our tagline is uh, the lasting supper, help yourself, where we just empower people to, um, help themselves discover and walk their own path. Whatever well, it sounds that might like, be. sounds like you've created a, an online community and maybe using the internet in one of its, uh, with, with its greatest potentials, you've created Absolutely. a group of people who, who are listening to each other. Yeah. And, and probably developing relationships outside of your lasting supper, I would think. And, oh, yeah. And, and there is there is a lot of potential there. It sounds to me, though, like you're still a bit of a pastor. I mean, maybe you're the <laughs> naked pastor, but would you agree with that? Or Well, every, everybody, you know, a lot of people do say that, you know, ah, yeah. you know, you say you left the ministry, but you never really did. You just changed yeah. platforms and, yeah. you know, you're a maverick, loose cannon kind of thing, whatever. But that's okay. A lot, you know, a lot of my cartoons are um, where people are uh, obsessively trying to label each other. Um, mm. And I don't feel that anxiety anymore to come down on, you know, to be labeled. Uh, I don't, I don't try to describe who I am. I'll leave that up to others. And, um, but I'm very comfortable with what I do and who I am and uh, I enjoy it. And uh I'm, I'm happy with it. And so, uh, but there are a lot of people who come at me with, you know, you're not a pastor or you really are a pastor or you're not a believer or you're an atheist or whatever, you know, we do like, we, we do like those labels, right? We, we do like them. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not against them. They are convenient ways to help us understand one another, but, um, I don't, I, I, I try to avoid identifying too strongly with anyone. Right. So, so do you even believe in God anymore, or is that even a fair question? Yeah, it's not a fair question, <laughs> is it? Because uh, it 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 your question comes loaded with baggage, or potentially pre- does. Pre- right? Presupposes so many things. It does. So, um, yeah. So I, wh- when people ask me, uh, do you believe in God, or do you believe in Jesus, or or anything like that, I'm I my first reaction is, well, what do you what do you mean by that? But then, you know, their immediate reaction is that they think I'm hedging or hiding or, you know, or right. Avoiding unwilling to commit, unwilling to commit. Yeah. So, well, wow. It's just, it's so, it's so fascinating. Well, it's what's, what's really fascinating to me is how, how sort of long, it, you know, what, what did you call it? A glacial melt, mm-hmm. how, how long it took you to actually to get there and, and, and to step out. And I guess that's a comment on the, uh, the strength of those, I guess, those roots or those foundational blocks, those Jenga like blocks, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and is that kind of what your cartoons are all about? I'd love to talk a little bit more about that in your writing and so on and how you're sort of chiseling away at the status quo through uh, humor and, 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 uh, writing and satire and so on. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, it's, it's epidemic. I, I, you know, the, there's a lot of people leaving the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and for several reasons, uh, but I think, I think the, mostly the, the biggest reason is just because um, they, people aren't feeling respected or validated mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that they, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And, and um, you know, 
it used to be that we would contort ourselves into whatever shape was required in order to fit. But, you know, what I'm seeing now is people are less and less willing to do that. And, you know, so I, I, I criticize what I think is um, gone wrong with religion or what the church is doing that is unhealthy. So I, I challenge a lot of like spiritual abuse or, you know, silliness or greed or um, control and manipulation, you know, these kinds of issues I will, I will uh, critique in my cartoons, but I also encourage what I call spiritual independence hmm. in people, um, courage. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I critique what people are running away from and I, I encourage what people are looking for, which is happiness and um, um, courage and strength and independence and validation and so on. What do you, what do you, and boy, am I ever with you on, 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 on all of those things. What do you do with uh, the, the critics or maybe you're not even concerned about them anymore because, you know, I think you're, you know, as you have even some of your, your, your cartoons or, uh, you know, the one I'm, I'm just thinking of right now that comes to mind. I saw not that long ago uh, a, 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 an image of who appears to be Jesus rubbing out what looked like a whole lot of lines on yeah. a big crossword puzzle or something like that. Right. Right. So, so, so you're, you're, you're breaking that stuff down chiseling mm-hmm. away at it, et cetera, et cetera. What do you do with, well, David, you're everything. Therefore you're not really anything at all. Um, you got arms wide open. Is You know, it's, and again, that's that presupposition, right? That's that, uh, uh, you know, the question, do you believe, well, what do you mean by God? Well, what, what, you know, so if your arms are wide open, you're welcoming everyone in. Right. Yeah. Well, and what what makes me crazy about my question is even if well, why wouldn't you want to welcome everyone? Yeah. In? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like that's yeah, kind of. Like, but you're, anyway, you're you're including everyone. I'm like, yeah. And um, your point is, <laughs> what, uh, yeah, totally. No, I I do get that a lot. Where you know I I'm I'm too open minded or wishy washy or right, you right. know whatever and. Um, and you know it's interesting. You voted, you voted for the Green Party, didn't you? Or? <laughs> You're trying to nail me down on a couple of things. <laughs> I'm teasing you. That's <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, th- this day and age when man, um, people are being becoming more and more uh, like tribalistic. I, I'm okay with tribes uh, for sure, but being tribalistic and mm divisive and um that that is a growing concern of mine so you know i it's kind of like the buddhist thing where um the buddha never said there was or wasn't a soul he walked the middle path between those two ideas and um it's it's i think the same with uh, what i'm trying to do with my cartoons and so on so for example that cartoon you mentioned i called eraser where there's people around Jesus with their pencils drawing lines um, around themselves. And Jesus is there with the pencil upside down, rubbing out those lines. Um, That's in fact, my most popular cartoon. Oh, is that right? And um, yeah. uh, And, you know, uh, 
it's most popular, I think, because people get what it's saying is, is that while we try to um, divide, uh, you know, ourselves from one another and separate ourselves from one another and distinguish ourselves from one another, uh, the, the message of Jesus or even the Buddha or, uh, you know, whoever is, uh, is that these lines are illusory. They are, they're delusional. They aren't real. Um, and that they're just our thoughts and ideas that we're using to separate ourselves from one another. And, you know, even if you don't believe in the, you know, and this is one of the things I do. This is one of my um, strategies that Mm -hmm. even if somebody doesn't believe in the historical Jesus, uh, the point still is the message out of that um, myth, let's say, is that um, we're all one, that we're united deeply, and that our d- attempts to um, cut ourselves off from one another is unhealthy and harmful. So, David, would you say, and don't let me uh, put put words in, even though you did vote for the Green Party, don't let me put <laughs> words into your mouth. Um, um, would you say sort of, you know, at the risk of sounding, I don't think this sounds trite, and I don't think this sounds... Uh, well, I don't even know what it sounds like, but love is the love's the beginning, love's the end. It's the source, it's the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what the Lasting Supper is about? Is that kind of how the glacier finally did melt? Yeah, well, that that's the... Does that make sense? That's the... Yeah, no, no, it does make sense. Um, because when, like I... It's like I mentioned about philosophers like, uh, like, like, say, my favorite philosopher, I think we've talked about this before, Slavoj Zizek. Mm, um, and then, right. you know, my favorite uh, uh, um, physicist right now is Carlo Rovelli, who wrote Seven Brief Lessons in Physics. It's a marvelous book. And then my favorite quantum physicist, David um, 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 Bar, Bar. Is that right? Or I don't know. I just think it's a- anyway, you have uh, you a know, favorite the, quantum physicist. I think yeah, that's terrible, but but anyway, favorite these, philosopher I'm good with. Yeah, yeah. These these people who are looking for the unified theory and trying right. to try, trying to understand how we are all connected on this deep level, the the sort of the air that that breathes is for me compassion or love. That mm. that has to be the kind of atmosphere that this realization is realized in so yeah love is the beginning and the end and you know i i know i don't often talk like that because it sounds kind of for many people in the you know groups that i deal with they it sounds new agey kind of cheesy and lovey-dovey and hippie and all that kind of thing but you know i'm sorry to say (laughs) it actually makes sense to me you know where do you, where do you get um, where do you get inspiration for those cartoons? You're doing a cartoon a day, and you've been doing this for years, have you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, started in 2005. I this I was following a a, I was following yeah the thousands. I was uh, following a cartoonist at the time. His name's Hugh McLeod. He he does gaping void cartoons, and you probably see them all over the internet. But I I was inspired by his stuff. And I thought one day, you know, I'm an artist up to that point. I was doing like watercolor paintings and things of landscapes. I thought, you know, I'm an artist. I can draw. 
I'm going to try and do a cartoon every day, um, you know, until I can't anymore. I thought it would last, you know, 30 days at the most. Right. And uh, it just kept going. And in fact, that became my loudest horn. So uh, till now, when people think of Naked Pastor, they think cartoons. So... Yeah, and they don't, and they don't think landscapes. I'm going to no, they don't think landscapes, pretty (laughs) landscapes. No, they don't. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's been a fun, fun thing, and they're they're everywhere. I mean, uh, you know, I they that I I have no idea where they're going in the world, to be honest. But uh, they're I, I hear from people around all around the globe, so it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And I think it's one of the things, if I can do a little shout out for face to face, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up on 500 interviews and every now and then when I, I think, why, what, what am I doing this again for? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> a, cause I love it. And, and I get to meet so many interesting people like yourself and so on, but, but it's out there. It's in, in perpetuity now. People hopefully will share it. People will listen to it. And, and I just hope it uh, creates a little bit of compassion, a little bit of empathy, gets people to pull back some of those layers and, and go a little deeper. And and, yeah. and isn't that what a great conversation's about? And this crazy, uncontrolled thing called the internet is allowing us to do that. And that's I am very thankful of, yes, for the internet. Same. It's a bit of a mess. I mean, it my, is line right now. These, my, my line these days is just when, when they get this thing figured out, it's going to be incredible, you know? <laughs> Um, it's pretty marvelous now, but, uh, uh, it's, it's a tool, it's a beautiful tool and a, and a really powerful, horrible weapon. You know? Yeah. It, it works for me because everything that I do, like I, I post my cartoons online. I write, I, um, uh, I've got books on Amazon. I, I do still sell some art. I, um, I, I do one-on-one with people. I have the online community, the lasting supper, and it's all, it's all working. And I do it from the comfort of my home. And, um, I'm literally like, I just love helping people and I hear from people every day from all over the place and in all different languages. And it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. It's an amazing place to be. I, uh, before, sadly, we're going to have to wrap up in a couple of minutes here, but I, I, I I wondered, would, would you, would, would you have had an easier time at this? And maybe this is, maybe you haven't had a difficult time developing the community and, and, and so on as an American, or do you think it would have been harder uh, coming out of the U.S. Uh, with the current sort of climate? I mean, I know things were a little bit different uh, when 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 the glacier finally melted for you, but but yeah, just wondering about that idea of you know extending that idea of inclusion versus exclusion and, and some of the you know anyway yeah some of the political stuff that's sort of mm-hmm. embedded in that that question, I suppose. Most of my uh, members are American. That's my biggest audience. My my most of my uh, fans, uh, people who buy my stuff, the vast majority are American. And uh, I've married an American. I met her when I went to Bible college down in Springfield, Missouri. She's from Alabama. Even wow, though she's, she's pretty south. Yeah, very south, man. And, uh, and uh, you know, she's applied for Canadian citizenship recently just because um, of the way things are. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm encouraged that there's a, a lot of people who um, are uh, struggling and upset with the way things are and want to see change. And um, so I don't know. I If I was American, if I was in the States, uh, I think I'd still be doing what I'm doing, actually. Most people don't even know I'm Canadian. Right. 
Yeah. Well, you do. You, you do have a little. You got a little bit of a. Is it an Alabamian accent you got going on there? Or what oh, I that? don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think so. Yeah. No. Probably not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And has Hell no. Lost, has you, that's right. Has your wife lost most of hers, or still <laughs> still holding on to it? When she gets angry. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Which is so rarely. What, so what's what's a hmm. Again, kind of a polarizing question, but what's a win for, I mean, it sounds like to me, you're, you know, you, I used to have this friend would, who I would see several times a year and every time I would see him or speak to him on the phone, his opening line would be, so, so you winning? Um, what's, what is a win for you in the naked pastor? Is it X amount of, of people in the community? Is it that there's a, a degree of consistency that, that you that you are, I mean, clearly you're not driven by the bottom line, or at least what most of us think <clears throat> of as the bottom line. But but uh, is it when the cartoons run out? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, I, I'm going to do, you know, my my uh, retirement package is called Freedom Funeral. So mm. I'm going to... I'm not familiar <laughs> well, with that. Well, you've heard of Freedom 55 or whatever. Yes. Oh, yeah, I see. Mine's Got Freedom it. Funeral. I'll stop right. when I die. I hear that. No, and... I, I just love what I do. Uh, I'm winning. I feel like I'm winning now. Like uh, the community, the Lasting Supper, I really, it, it's gotten to just over 200 members. It's comfortable there. It it did grow larger at one point, but then it got um, unmanageable and mm. there was some conflict. Uh, so it's just comfortable. It's my community. It's it's safe. It's really going well. It does provide me with some of my income at the same time. I'm drawing my cartoons every day. They're getting sent around. I'm getting people asking for requests. I'm talking with people one on one around the world. Uh, you know, I'm 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 helping people, which is what I love to do. And no, I'm not rich. I'm not getting rich from it. Uh, my wife still needs to work full time as a nurse. Right, right. Uh, and um, but it is my my job, and I love it. So not many people can say that, and I'm very, you know, humbled and happy to be able to say That's that I pretty, love my job. Pretty amazing place to be. Yeah. Hey, just as just as we wrap up, what sure. what do you say to some of those folks who are? Whatever community it is they're in, you know, uh, a cult or a church or a, a rotary club, you right. know, where they're feeling so, uh, I don't know, tied down and not yeah. free and not, and what, what's your phrase, spiritual independence and freedom. They're not, they're not feeling that they're not feeling included. It's, it's, it's divisive. What, what do you say to the folks like that who sort of feel so that it doesn't take that glacial melt like right. um, amount of time? to get from here to there. Yeah. So when you get to that point where you're feeling trapped, um, I always, it's, it's like, uh, it's like coming out no matter, you know, it, it could be, it actually could be literally coming out, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, LGBTQ plus, uh, or coming out spiritually or coming out as, you know, being a rebel or independent or, you know, um, somebody who goes against the flow or a nonconformist, whatever it is, it's, it's always difficult to make that first step. But I always recommend to people do it when you're comfortable, do it when you feel safe enough to do it. Like, don't, don't just like, if, if, if there's someone who feels they're gay or knows they're gay and they want to come out, um, but it's a very unsafe environment to do it in. I always say, just wait until you feel it's safe enough because it is, mm. it can be dangerous. Mm. So it's the same with coming out spiritually mm. or whatever. 
do it when you are sure, like, you know, count the cost and just like, you know, breaking out of prison, right. you got to plan it very well and know what you're going to do after, um, have some steps in place and, but do it all with yourself first and foremost. It's like when you're on a plane, they say when the air mass drops out of the ceiling, put it on yourself first. And right. that's the, that's the, what I recommend to people take care of yourself first, whatever that takes. Well, David, I, I feel like, you know, I say this a lot about my interviews. I, I, I look forward to our, our, our next conversation in part two. I, I feel like sure. we barely scratched the surface here. We've been, we've been talking with uh, David Hayward today uh, about a whole lot of things, including cartoons and, and landscape painting um, <laughs> uh, at nakedpastor.com. Just like it sounds, folks, naked uh, hoping we all know how to spell that and p-a-s-t-o-r.com will get we you have one word it. though make one, sure it's one, one word because if you one. do two words you're going to see things you can't unsee so oh hey there you go that's a whole other well you know what that could be our the beginning of our next interview i think yeah. that, uh, might be appropriate david thanks thanks so much for your time today i really really appreciate it it's been a jo- uh, joy it's been a pleasure having you on the show you're welcome thank you up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.